all of you, to our church family, to our uh, family uh, that's on, online, our community family. We just praise God for you all. We want to say to you, we wish you a happy Thanksgiving and a safe Thanksgiving. Amen. And right now we're going to hear from the word, um, word barrier. We're going to pray that the Lord will just, just move him completely out of the way and allow the Holy Spirit, amen, to take full control. So let's give God a hand clap of praise for the word. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Blessed Father, our God. Once again, as we come together to give homage unto you, Father God, we want to say thank you this morning. Thank you for life, health. Father, thank you for all that you have done for us and all that you're going to do. We bless you, Father. We lift up our hands in the sanctuary and we bless your holy name. Now, Father, as I go forth in this word, Father, I must decrease while you increase. Father, the word that we have today is a unique word as always, Father, and I'm going to need you to help me pull it off. So this is my prayer, Father God, that you take over this and preside over it the way and the efficiency that you would have it to be, Father. And Father, once again, I want to bless this sanctuary and this assembly. I want to bless the assemblies across the world, Father God. And I thank you for allowing heaven to look down upon us with your grace and with your mercy. In Jesus' mighty name, let the church say amen. Amen. Let the church say amen once again. Amen, amen. Let's give Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and the Father God, let's give him a great round of applause this morning. Let's give the praise team a round of applause this morning. And let's give yourselves a round of applause this morning. Father, we thank you. We thank you. It's a blessed day today, and we want to glorify your name. In the word, our message today is, when the waters above meet the waters below. When the waters above meet the waters below. Like I said, this is a unique word, but it's what we try. That's what we do here. Amen? That's exactly what we do here. Exodus 14.21 talks about how God divided the waters through the hand of Moses. Remember now, this word is when the waters above meet the Waters below. Amen. Exodus, take me there, 21, uh, Exodus 14, verse 21. And Moses stretched out his hand. Amen, Moses being the lawgiver. Stretched out his hand, which is his power over the sea, his power that had been extended to him. By God Almighty Himself, and the Lord caused the sea. Moses didn't. Bible says the Lord caused it. He uses Moses, but the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind. East means within. The spirit within did something all that night, all through your adversity, and made the sea 
dry land. And look what happened. And the waters were divided. Amen. Let me tell you something, church. Anytime God divides the waters. Now, you got to understand what the waters are. The waters represents blessings. I'm going to show you that in the word in a minute. But anytime God divides the waters, something has to die and something has to be left behind. Amen? Watch the word. Watch the story. When he divided the waters in Exodus, we went through. We're Israel. Amen? Amen. But the Egyptians, when they tried to go through, what did God do? He brought the waters back together. He infused the waters back together. And it killed those things that had you in bondage. Amen? Amen? And not only did it do that, but it left what was in Egypt in Egypt, which is your place of bondage. Amen? When the waters, see, see, when the waters are divided, there's always a space in between. And when there's a space in between, that means that something has to occupy that space. Amen? Now, when the wrong thing occupies that space, it's destroyed. When the right thing is occupying that space, God allows it to go on through. Did not Israel get to go on through? Watch the book of Joshua. Amen. We're just going to work it a little bit today. Just going to work a little bit today. Joshua 3.16. I'm just getting it, getting you primed up here for the depths of the word. Okay? okay? Can I do that? The waters which came down, when the waters above meet the waters below. The, the waters, that the waters which came down from above stood... And rose up upon a heap very far from the city Adam, that is beside Zeratan. And those that came down onward to the sea of the plain, even the salt sea, that's the dead sea, fell and were cut off. And the people, watch what they did, the people, there's Israel, passed over right against Jericho. Here is the dividing of the waters again, right? When the waters above meet the waters below. All right. When Israel walked through, the Jordan River didn't bother them. But when the Jordan River closed back after they got to the land of Canaan, which is the land where we bow down to God, amen? This is where God is trying to take us in the kingdom, right? To a place where we bow down to him and not to the things of the world. Now that's a difficult job because the world is all we know. And it's a process to get out of this thing, right? But see how God does. First God divides the water and he takes us, kills those things that has us in bondage, those Egyptians. Because he said these Egyptians is chasing you, they ain't going to chase you no more, not after today. Now what he said. All right, when they came through, the first thing God did was God took them out of bondage and out of them things that were chasing them. Didn't he take them out of Egypt? Amen. All right. Then he put them in a wilderness, right? A wilderness is this earthly life of existence where we're trying to learn how to live. 
Now, when we come into this world, we don't come into this world trying to live by the standard of God. We come into this world learning the ways of, of the world, right? Trying to find our way through the world. So God sends us through this earthly life of existence, and then he gets us to the, the, the Jordan River. He spreads it out, because every time he divides the water, something is killed, and something has to be left behind. Are you with me? When he gets us there, see, he takes us in stages. Now, when he gets us there, he takes, and we cross the Jordan River, and when he closes the Jordan River back, guess what happens? We leave the wilderness behind. Once again, he's taking us to another level, amen? From bondage to the wilderness. The wilderness is where we see that we really need God. Because we try to make it through this world without God and we see that I can't do this by myself. So we go and we try again and we say, we can't, I can't do this by myself. We learn over time and in time and through mistakes and through much suffering, we learn that we can't do this by ourselves, church. We've got to have God in our life, you know. So when you fall, just make sure you're falling forward. Don't fall backward. Make sure you're falling forward. That means you're salvaging something out of the situation, which can continue to give you hope. Sometimes you can run in this life. Sometimes you can walk in this life. But sometimes you got to crawl in this life. But as long as you're crawling forward, regardless of what other people think, regardless of what other people say, as long as you're crawling forward, you got a chance because eventually you're going to get back up and start to walk it, and then you're going to go to running with this thing. Amen? But don't get cocky. I said don't get cocky. Amen? That's just the preliminaries. Now let's get down to the real deal. Y'all ready for the real deal? Amen. Go to Genesis, book of Genesis, the first chapter. Verses 1 and verses 2. Now, we're going to be dealing with when the waters above meet the waters below. In the book of Genesis, the first chapter, the first verse, God said, the word of God says that in the beginning, that word in Hebrew, beginning, means Bereshit. In the beginning, God, that word God there means Elohim, the seven spirits around the throne. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Done deal. Verse 2. Give me verse 2. Come on, give me verse 2. And the earth was here. I thought he created it. It was a done deal, wasn't it? But something happened between verses 1 and verses 2. All of a sudden, the earth was without form and void and darkness. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. You see, Satan screwed things up. And when Satan screwed things up in chapter 1, between chapter uh, verse 1 and verse 2, then the earth fell into darkness. See, they don't teach y'all that in the Baptist churches. They don't teach y'all that in the contemporary churches. But this is a kingdom church. We receive the revelations of God so that you can understand what's in the Bible instead of what's in man. Are y'all with me? All right. 
He said, now, this thing had become void. The earth was void. Without form. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved against the face of the waters. Because, you see, God knew what was in those waters. See, those waters represent blessings. And in your darkness, you can't see what your blessings are. Now, God knew what was in there under that darkness. God knew what was there. So the first thing God said was, let there be light. This is not a physical light. God was saying, let there be me. Because 1 John says, 1 John 1, 5 says, God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. You see, all these other lights came later on. See, so the first thing God has to do in order for us to see what's in the darkened waters, those blessings that are there that we can't see, the first thing God has to do is God has to put his light on the situation. Amen. You see, when God enlightens us, we begin to see more. We begin to see better. We begin to act better. We begin to love better. The whole thing begins to change, but it's a process. Amen? All right. So God goes on and he says, let there be light. And y'all know that's the first day. He separated. He made day and the night. Here's what I want you to see. Verse 6. Verse 6 through 8. Let's, let's, let's look at this. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. Watch this. And let it divide the waters from the waters. Y'all see what's happening there. Amen. Now watch this now. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, which means the spiritual realm. Amen. And the evening and the morning. See, God don't look at it like we do. God says in the evening, your best state and the morning were the second day. See, God sees us in our best state, the evening and the morning, not like we see in the morning and in the evening. It's just the opposite. So this firmament that God brought forth, this firmament. Is a vault. Y'all know what a vault is? A vault is something where you store something in. Come on with it. God got a blessing. So what God did was God divided the waters, right? And he brought the spiritual blessings that was down in the darkness, put them up top, put them in a vault called a firmament. Y'all better catch this. He left The natural blessings down below. Because in order to live like on this plane, we need both spiritual and natural blessings. Amen? So God put in a vault the spiritual blessings. Put them in a firmament. That's a vault in Hebrew. Left the spiritual blessings down low. The topic of our message today is when the Waters above meet the 
waters below. In other words, when the blessings above meet the blessings below. Go to Ezekiel 34, 26, son. I will make them and the places round about my hill a blessing. And I will cause the what? Sound like water, don't it? I say it sound like water, don't it? I will cause the showers to come down in his season. See, everything got a season. And there shall be showers of what? Didn't I tell you the waters was blessings? There it is. He says it's going to come down in certain seasons. See, God going to release the vault in certain seasons. See, it don't rain every day. He said the rain falls on the just and the unjust. See, a lot of people think that as being negative. But what God is saying is, I don't only bless the righteous, but I bless the unrighteous too. I bless everybody. So God's word says now, now, now these are going to come down. I'm going to release this thing to you, these spiritual blessings. I'm going to do it in seasons. So he takes and he divides the waters. Places one up top, spiritual waters. Places the others down below. Amen? Amen. But like I told you, anytime the waters are divided, there's a gap in between. Amen? Mm -hmm. And in the midst of the firmament and the waters below the earth, there's the prince of the air, the Bible says. Amen? The Bible says Satan is the prince of the air. He's in the gap. So God takes, remember what I told y'all earlier? That when God brings these waters together, that something has to be destroyed and something has to be removed and left behind. It ain't no different when he brings the blessings from up top and infuse it with the blessings below. Then Satan is moved out of the way. And what happens is, is that the waters above, which are spiritual, the spiritual blessings come infused with the waters below, which are your natural blessings, and they become what we call spiritualized. In other words, we begin to appreciate what God is doing. We begin the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. We get better at this thing. The more God blesses us spiritually and infuses, see, 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 this is why when when we receive all these natural blessings without the infusion of the spiritual blessings from above that comes out of the vault called the firmament, this is why a lot of us don't know exactly what to do with the blessings because they haven't been infused by the Spirit yet. Amen? God wants to infuse this thing in us. Amen? Ah, right. Am I making sense? Is God making sense to you? All right. Genesis Verses 1 and 7, 8, it said, And God made the firmament, and he divided the waters which are under the firmament from the waters which were above. When the waters above meet the waters below. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, the spiritual realm. And the evening and the morning were the second day. I want you to remember one thing, that God has 
our blessings locked up in a vault, and there are seasons when he's going to release it to you. Amen? You got it. All right. Let's go to Psalms 85, verses 1 and verses 11. Psalms 85, verses 1. Uh, verses uh, 11 and verses 12. Verses 11, 12. Watch this. Truth sprang out of the earth. See it there? And righteousness, we ain't gonna be long. And righteousness shall look down from heaven. And yea, the Lord shall give that which is good. And our land shall yield her increase. Amen. When the waters above meet the waters below. Put verse 11 up there. When the waters above meet the waters below. Mm. Can I get verse 11 up there? Truth shall spring out of the earth. The earth is us. We're made out of the dust of the ground from the earth. Amen. When God blesses us and he infuses that thing, that blessing from above, with the blessings below, then the truth about the situation will grow out of us. In other words, we'll become appreciative to what God is doing in our life because we'll be able to see good when good is coming. Amen? But look what also happens. And righteousness shall look down from where? The spirit realm. When the waters are released, when the blessings are released out of the vault, the firmament, righteousness looks down to see where it's going. Amen? The Bible says the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. Amen? The book of Peter. Now, put that back up there for me. When we see this and we see that righteousness is looking down from heaven, I think it's in the book of Isaiah, correct me if I'm wrong, but it says that my word won't return back void unto me. But it's going to prosper where I send it and it's going to do what I tell it to do. So when God sends down that spiritual blessing and it infuses itself into the natural blessings in our life, then righteousness is watching this thing. Watching where it goes. That's what it says right there. Righteousness looked down from heaven. And the truth begins to spring out of us. Next verse. Next verse. Yea, the Lord shall give that which is what? Good. Somebody say, I want something good. And our land shall do what? Yield her increase. This land. The land within you. Amen. The Lord shall give that which is good. Mm, the Lord shall. Go to James 1.17. Go to James 117 and let's deal with that. Put it up there. And let's deal with 
this situation called good. Let me get my Bible. My people ain't on cue this morning or something. James, because I got a roll up in there. Spirit is moving. Look at James. James 1.17, over there. Y'all remember that word, good? Look what it says here. Every, what kind of gift? Good gift. And every perfect gift is from where? When the waters above meet the waters below. And they come down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither is there any turning of shadow. You see, when God sends that which is good, our land is going to increase because righteousness looks down from heaven when he opens the vault and he guides that spiritual blessings to the need that you have in your life. Amen. None of this works without faith. None of this works without hard work. In producing faith. Amen. It just doesn't happen. It comes through experience. Exercising. You know. You don't get big lifting weights. By not lifting weights. You only grow. By exercising. Amen. It's the same thing, faith. It's the same thing with the word of God. Now, he said, now, good going to come. The Lord going to send good. And not only that, but the land right here, you're going to increase. Regardless of what you're going through, God bigger than what you're going through. God bigger than what I'm going through. Now, it might scare you. It might scare people what you go, and they just might not understand. You might not understand, but it don't make no difference because God planned it that way. See, God is trying to get us to a point. The Bible explicitly tells us through much suffering do we enter into the kingdom of God. It explicitly tells us that. So why is it that we think that everything's supposed to go? This ain't no fairy tale. Marriage ain't no fairy tale like little girls think. I say little girl. Some of us 80 years old and we still little girls. Because we think everything is a fairy tale. I almost said something. This is life. And this thing can get real ugly sometimes. That's why it takes what it takes in order to make it. You got to keep going. You can't stop just because things don't work right, just because things don't like. Everything's working. All things work for the good, for those who love the Lord, who's been a call in accordance to his purpose. Amen? So sometimes we have to do less talking and do more praying about a situation. 
And when you see some progress, some progress better than no progress. Despise not your small beginning. <laughs> You'll greatly increase in your latter end. Who has despised their small beginnings? Huh? You and I, Deke, was talking about just that just a minute ago. You, we're looking at the bigger picture, aren't we? We ain't looking at the small beginning. We're looking at the bigger picture. It's more important to begin somewhere than not to begin at all. Amen. See, 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 David had to encourage himself. Everybody ain't going to encourage you. <laughs> when the devil try to discourage you, you got to learn to encourage yourself. Say, back up, devil. Yeah, I stumped my toe, but I'm still standing. I'm still moving. I'm still going forward. Amen. That's the faith you got to have to get through this. This thing ain't simple. Ain't nothing simple about God. Nothing. And don't you ever think it is. Because if it was, then the Bible wouldn't say that God is way past finding out. (laughs) He told Moses, Moses, you can't look at me in my face. So I'll let you see my backside. In other words, when you do see that part of me, I'm way up yonder. <laughs> you can't catch me. I like that from God. Because we need to be God chasers. We got to chase after God. You know what I'm saying? And when you're chasing after something, sometimes you get a little tired, but you got to keep going anyway. Like I say, you got sometimes you run it, sometimes you won't. Who won the race? The rabbit or the turtle? (laughs) Why did he win? Because he kept going. A little shot ain't nothing but the continuation of a big shot. But the old rabbit, he figured because he was fast and caught things were moving real good for him, he could stop and take a rest, go to sleep. Well, you might not hear the alarm clock. So when you can't run... You walk. When you can't walk, you crawl. But do something. Amen? Just keep doing something. Just keep walking. Just keep running. Just keep crawling when you have to. <laughs> it's going to be all right. Go to Isaiah 12, 3. I'm going to tell you something about the water. Isaiah 12, 3. Is it up there? Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Pros up in here. Therefore, with what? Joy shall ye draw what? Blessings. Water. Out of the what? That thing got an S on it. Wait a minute. The wells of what? Wait a minute. So is all salvation to do is save us? According to this, no. Salvation does more. Salvation has many wells in it. Wells hold what? Water. Thank you, Pastor Brennan. Blessings. So if you need victory, then God got a well for you. But you don't go if you need food. You don't go to the well that needs food to get the well that you need victory out of. 
If you need money, you don't go to the well that you need victory out of to get money. Whatever you need, salvation has a well for it. Because salvation, if you need prosperity, if you need healing, salvation got a well for it. But you got to go to the right well. And when you go to the right well, you got to go in faith. And sometimes, you know, some wells are deeper than others. So you got to go down further to get the water you need. Am I making sense up in here? Therefore, with joy. That's why the Bible tells us, give thanks to God in everything. Your good times, your bad times, whole thing. Give thanks to God in all things. Because with joy. Shall ye draw water? That word draw there means we're going to have to do some work, right? It just ain't going to come. You got to draw it up. Jesus talks about that well of water that springs up in us, right? To everlasting life. We've got to work that. That thing has to be worked in us. With joy, what we ought to do is we got to draw. From the wells of salvation, whether it's victory, prosperity, healing, knowledge, understanding, wisdom, whatever it is you need, salvation has it. Salvation involves far more than just saving your soul. Far more than that. Because it's going to take all of those wells in order for God to do a good job on us. Amen. You just can't go to talking about you saved, <laughs> but you don't know nowhere else to go. You saved, but you looking crazy. You living crazy. You talk to people crazy. Your whole demeanor is crazy. You know, they worked the other day. Boss lady been there about three weeks, I guess, and she took some days off. God bless her soul. I've been praying for her, and she's been doing better. Prayer works. Because I know how to get the devil off me. Pray. She's been looking better. So she was off a couple of days. <clears throat> and the lead person said, Sister so-and-so, she'll be off today. Everybody started praising God, even non-believers. <laughs> now that's bad. You, Because we work with Cubans and everything. We got them all right there. They speaking in tongues. <laughs> Hands all raised to the air. That's bad. When people feel that way about you. Because you don't know how to treat people right. Because you feel bad, you want everybody else to feel bad. I came up to her my first day. I said, where are you from? I'm from around, she said. Where you go to church at? I don't discuss my business. God bless you. Amen. I'm going to pray for you. And I walked off. That's, I said it just like that. When I looked back, she was looking like. Next day I come in, Mr. Larry, how you doing? 
every day. Mr. Larry, how you doing? Just Larry. Mr. Larry, how you doing? Prayer. I know how to, to whoop that devil. May not whoop me one day. Da- Daniel prayed. God said, I heard your prayer the first day. But the prince of Persia fought against my angels to bring this thing down to you. It ain't like God ain't hearing our prayers. But we got to come through this demonic atmosphere. And that's a fight. That's a fight. What I'm trying to say, church, is don't never give up just because things don't come as quickly as you want it to. I know we get tired. I know we get burnt out with ourselves sometimes, you know. Just keep trying. Don't you ever give up. And when negative talk start coming to you, always close your ears to that and go into a praise with God. Because it's God that determines according to the word of God. He says, who art thou, O man, that judges another man's servant? The book of Romans. Is it not that man's master that will determine whether he stands or whether he falls? So ain't nobody else got nothing to do with your salvation. That's God's business. Amen. 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 That ought to make you feel better about things right there. It should, you know. Let's go to the book of Revelation. Last verse. Last verse. Book of Red. 2217. Look what happened. Thank you, Lord. And the Spirit. And the bride, that's us. Say, come. Won't you come? See, we invited many, but many won't come. The reason why the whole world is not saved, Jesus came to take away the sin, S-I-N. Ain't no, see, you can't jump on that sin and see that sin. No, that thing don't work like that. No, the wages of sin is death. There ain't no, no, you're a lying, a thief. And you're changing up the word of God when you do that. So we can't do that. The Bible says, come. The reason why the world ain't saved is not because God ain't able to save the whole world. But he said, and let them that are thirsty come. See, it's a lot of people thirsty, but they still won't come. So he put in the whosoever will. It's out there for everybody. But whosoever will, uh-huh, let him take. The water, that them blessings are, of life freely. Whosoever will. Like I said before, whatever you need, God got it. Whatever you want, God got it. Because God said, if you delight yourself in me, I will give you the desires of your heart. Whatever you need. God got it. You want healing? God got it. Some of us ought to have been dead. I know I ought to. At least a hundred times. That's at least. But for some reason, the Lord still has me here. It baffles me. 
It baffles me. It baffles me why he would even use a scoundrel like me to be even here preaching to you. It's always baffled me. I was up there praying just a minute ago. Lord, why you give me? He said, shut up and go and do your job. So I shut up. Tired of you wimping. Stop crying. Get up, do your job. I got the rest of it. Then y'all saw me jump up. I'm sitting there praying. He said, shut up, get up, and do your job. Don't make no excuses. Be hollering about what you're going through, how you feel. Get up and do your job. Because Jesus didn't feel like doing what he did. Amen. But he got up and he did it. But he didn't do it by himself. He needed some help. Oh, yes, he did. He faltered. He faltered. He couldn't take the cross no more. Somebody had to help him. Uh, it's in the book. He didn't want to die. He went and begging in the garden of, uh, 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 what's that? Gethsemane? In the Mount of Olives? He went there begging? If you can just take this cup from me. Uh-huh. He fumbled the ball. But then he prayed, and he prayed, and he prayed until he got strong enough to do what he needed to do. That's a lesson that we need to take. That when we fall, somebody ought to be there to help us. And when we fumble a ball, just keep praying. You're going to be all right. Amen. Amen. Give God some praise, church.